Hi, everybody. I'm Patty Premari, and I'm a local yoga teacher and educator. And I'm here with my friend. Hi, everybody. I'm Susan McNamara, and I'm also a local yoga teacher and educator as well. And um, today, we are going to share some tips and strategies with you for setting up and staying with your very own home-based yoga practice. So maybe you already attend yoga classes. Maybe you have a favorite teacher and you go to this yoga class on a regular basis and now you want to extend your learning by um, having your own home practice. Or maybe you've never done yoga before and you're not quite ready for the yoga studio. You wanna kinda get some things under your belt. So today I'm just gonna share a couple of things and I hope that Susan will share too um, about ways that, because I know that you have your own home-based practice, obviously, you're a yoga teacher and- I do. You know? Uh, yeah, so it's interesting to kind of be thinking about that blend between when you go to a yoga class and then you also have your own home-based practice. And so I'm just curious for you, because I know you both teach and you also attend other classes, mm what is it that makes you stay with your own home practice? Mm. I think the first thing I did when I knew I wanted to get more out of my yoga practice, I knew that I would have to do more than just go to a weekly class or a, bi or a couple times a week. So I set up a space in my home and I was lucky enough to have um, a little office space that's kind of just the right size and there's a couple windows in there so I have natural light coming in. And I was lucky enough to have this room where I could just leave my mat out all the time. I think that's one of the best pieces of advice I got when I began my yoga teacher training is have a little corner of your, room, of your house, even if it's just a little corner in your living room or your bedroom where you can leave your mat out. Mm. And then that way, it's not like a big thing. It doesn't have to be like a whole hour. It can just mean I'm going to go over and do three sun salutations because that's what I have time for right now. But if you have your mat out, it's there. It just beckons to you. <laughs> mm, mm. Yeah, well, I feel like, because I know that it can be hard sometimes for people to get into any kind of a new mm -hmm. habit or routine, right? Whether it's yoga or exercise yeah. or changing your diet. And I love that idea of it staying out permanently so that you, you've created the space, but it's also to a reminder every time mm -hmm. that you walk by it. I love that idea of it just being out because I never did that. <laughs> so, ah. Yeah, no, I never did that. So, but I think that for somebody beginning or might be struggling with something, that idea of setting up that space and then leaving it out permanently is wonderful. Yeah, and there's this whole idea too, um, you know, you can keep it very, very simple. Like I said, just putting a mat in the corner of a room or you can set up a sacred space for yourself with perhaps like an altar that has pictures of loved ones, um, a plant maybe, whatever is meaningful to you so that you can even bring a little bit more depth into your practice and just create just a beautiful space for you to be in. I know I have an altar type thing in my yoga room where I have like a letter from my grandfather who's now passed away and just things that 
have a lot of meaning to me and it makes me feel good you know it makes me feel very grounded when I'm in there mm. so I feel like you know and you're hitting on this other really important part about creating meaning so yeah. besides the space because you know I'm sure many of us have created spaces whether it was with like exercise equipment <laughs> or you know we bought the yoga mat or whatever but then we really couldn't find that inner resolve to keep showing mm. up and that idea of creating this altar with meaningful things on it just I, I just feel like it just would keep pulling me back into the space yeah now, the other thing that's really important when you're trying to create a new habit, right? So you can think of starting a, a home-based yoga practice as you're starting a new habit. You've heard of all the health benefits yoga can give us. And um, you, you want to get in on this, but you don't have a lot of time. It turns out that tiny habits are the way to mm -hmm. go. Um, and there's so much information out there on the web about beginning a new habit but the big thing is to keep it small like short two minutes or less is basically what they're saying so you if you wanted to begin a practice um, what you would what one way you could do is say after I do X I'm going to do two minutes of yoga. Mm. And so when you tag a new habit onto an existing routine, you have a much better chance of staying, of being successful. Mm. And it doesn't mean that that yoga practice you have is always going to stay at two minutes, but you're just trying to set up the habit that I get up, I drink my lemon water, and after I drink my lemon water, I hit my mat mm. for two minutes. That two minutes over time might become 20 minutes or 30 minutes, but it's giving you the opportunity to set up a new habit. And I've been really successful um, making changes in my life by just starting very, very small. Mm. I love that. And I, it's so funny. I had never heard anybody say about like pairing that with a mm. known thing, but I do the same thing. I have my routine that I get up in the morning and then before I do anything else, before I go to work, before I write, I, I hit my mat first. And I think that's also just such a great thing for people to um, think about putting into their routine if they're going to start a home-based practice is you're much more likely to do it if you do it first thing in the morning. Yeah. And then I'm sure like me, you've also seen the benefit of when you go to your yoga practice in the morning, it sets the tone for your whole day. I, I just find that if I've got anything that's bothering me or challenging me, I get to work it out then. And I just tend to enter my day with a much clearer, much more balanced perspective. And then I feel like I'm better with myself and I'm better with everybody else that I meet. Yeah, it gives you some perspective. Mm -hmm. Because you get to step away from everything else and step into who you are and some time for yourself and so this idea of tiny habits and of um, connecting a new habit onto an existing routine um, that's something that comes from an author and he's also I, I believe a behavioral psychologist named B.J. Fogg and I'll get the name of his book and um, post it on mm. the blog. Oh, that'd be great. <laughs> yeah, but um, it's really, really powerful stuff. Um, the other thing I would just add is to really 
go slow mm. and don't feel like so many people who begin a, a yoga practice will like find a YouTube uh, video of this amazing, you know, 20 something very limber, very uh, in shape. Very not like us. Uh, person <laughs> who is an amazing yogi and can do all kinds of moves very fast, which totally goes against how I would say to approach it. Mm. Approach it very slowly. So what if you only get two or three poses in that first, you know, month of doing yoga. It's not really how many poses we do, it's how we do the poses. And um, so find somebody, if you are going to, you know, find this, um, also a, a bunch of amazing, amazing videos uh, of people doing yoga sl more slowly. And you can get lots and lots of tips, but go into it at your own pace. That, that's where it's really, really at, mm. I think. Mm. Yeah, I love that idea of giving people permission because I'm sure, like me, being a yoga teacher and a teacher of other things, that's really what stops people a lot of times is they feel like they can't measure up to some external standard. And, mm. you know, and I know we've talked about this before, but that, you know, yoga is not exercise and it's not about an external experience, but it's about how it feels to be inside of yourself and to give yourself the permission to, to move at your own pace isn't just about on the mat, but then it's what shows up in your life. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. It's really not a stretching activity. It's, no. you know, this beautiful, it, it does turn out that it's very, very beneficial health-wise for your body, but it's also very, very health benefit, uh, beneficial for your, your mind. Mm. And so that's what we're trying to really get at. But in the process, you probably will get stronger, Absolutely. you know, and you will get more flexible and you will learn how to align yourself in a way that um, promotes, you know, good health for your joints and your ligaments. And you'll probably be less prone to, um, you know, injury mm. because of your yoga practice. So it, it's, it's really all good. But just to kind of recap, Set up a space that is just for you, just for your yoga mat, your yoga um, practice. Um, go slow. Mm. And create meaning. That was the part with your grandfather's letter and setting yeah. up an altar. Is yeah. that part of, because then you're more likely to come back. Yeah. And start small, tiny habits, tiny mm. habits. So, well... I hope you guys enjoyed today's podcast about setting up a home-based practice. Let us know what you think by posting comments to the blog. And Susan, thank you so much for being here today. It's been a pleasure and a delight, and we'll see you next time.